Welcome to Have Hope Will Travel. I'm your host, Katie Axelson, and I'm here today with Crunch Ranjani, who is um, from Singapore, currently living in Mexico, and going to teach us a little bit about a holiday that's coming up. So first of all, Crunch, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. I'm thrilled to be here and excited to share. Yeah, I'm excited to learn from you. I've learned a lot already, and I know that there's so much more for me to learn. So thank you for being willing to educate us. (laughs) My pleasure. So let's just start, let's learn a little bit more about who you are, where you grew up in Singapore, but now you live in Mexico. So like, I want to hear that story. (laughs) Okay. Uh, Yeah. My name is Crunch. I am, I have been traveling, I think for the last eight years, I started traveling in 2013. And basically what happened was I finished a university in in Singapore. So I grew up in Singapore. I spent most of my life in Singapore. And Singapore is a very stressful country. People are very focused on like getting good grades in school and then getting a good job and then getting married and getting, you know, a house and kids. And, you know, Mm -hmm. they have a very like set standard of what life is supposed to look like. But at some point in life, I just kind of, I think it was in university when I went abroad for exchange and I started traveling (laughs) in Europe. Um, I fell in love with traveling and I was like, I can't Mm -hmm. get a nine to five. I need to see the world first. Yeah. (laughs) So after university, I worked for like a year to save money. And I, after I decided like, okay, I have enough money to start traveling. I'm just going to quit and see what happens. So I quit my job and started traveling. This was in November of 2013. Okay. And yeah, I just left Singapore and (laughs) (laughs) took a one-way flight to Buenos Aires, Argentina. And that was my first stop. And I spent a year in South America and I loved it. I loved it so much. And I was like, I'm not ready to go back to Singapore. I mean, I went back to Singapore to like visit with my family and stuff. Of course. Mm -hmm. But then I continued traveling and then I went back and I traveled again. And so I've been doing this for eight years now. And (laughs) currently I am in Mexico. (laughs) (laughs) So you went to Buenos Aires. Where else have you gone? Wow. Is there time for all of that? <laughs> <laughs> so my, my, like, I currently, I think my list is at like just over 50 countries that I've okay. visited in my mm-hmm. life. And I think I visited maybe 20 to 30 of those in the last eight years. Sure. So, yeah. <laughs> I, to some degree know how that goes because in 2014, I went to 11 different countries over the course of the year. So um, you're like, there's, there's not time for my list. And I'm like, oh, I know the feeling. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's not just like two or three countries. No. I can tell you the countries that I actually lived in. Yeah. Um, yeah. I lived in uh, Costa Rica was the first place that I lived in. I was teaching English there. Mm-hmm. I got a job teaching English in companies. And then after that, I moved to Panama and I was still teaching English and I lived there for six months ish okay then I, I lived in Th- Thailand in a very remote rural village teaching English in a school fun for kids uh yeah it was a really interesting experience like the water would go out every once in a while like there would just be no running water and <laughs> we would have to like find ways to survive so that was an interesting <laughs> experience but yeah and and currently I'm living in Mexico and so what does life look like for you in Mexico um so life in Mexico is 
it's interesting. I think I've kind of fallen into a routine. So I'm, I'm currently living with my partner here in Jalapa, Veracruz. It's on the eastern coast of Mexico. It's not a place that a lot of people travel to as tourists, um, but it's a really nice town. It's a university town. So there are a couple of big universities here that, and it's full of like young students. Of course, now during the pandemic, like there's been fewer events and happenings, but normally there's like events and, you know, concerts and festivals and all kinds of things, fun things to do because, yeah. you know, where students are, like they're always organizing things. Always. They're still, so there's still events and stuff um, in Jalapa and it's, it's a mountain town. And we have lots of like hiking trails nearby. So my life in, in, in Mexico right now is kind of stable in that sense. Like sure. I, I, have a, I have a job, I work. I mean, I don't have a job. I, <laughs> I work online. Okay. <laughs> so I, I do work stuff in the mornings and then we go to the market, like to a fresh farmer's market twice a week to pick up our groceries and mm-hmm. get fresh food. Um, yeah. which I love doing and on weekends we like go to little towns around Jalapa to visit or we kind of um, do hikes to there are lots and lots of hiking trails mm-hmm. nearby and my partner is he's like really good with all these hiking trails he's explored a ton in this area so he takes yeah. me to like a different hike every weekend <clears throat> And yeah, that's that's pretty much what life looks like. It's not very different <laughs> from most people, I would say. <laughs> sure, <laughs> and sure. And of course, like occasionally, like we travel to other cities and other states to, mm-hmm. you know, get a sense of like other parts of Mexico because Mexico is a huge, huge country. Yes. Um, I think we often don't realize how huge it is. And like people just imagine Mexico as being like Cancun or Baja California, which is basically well the tourists go but (laughs) beyond those two places there are so many like different states and each state Mm -hmm. has its own culture and food and like we're big foodies so we're big we're big on like trying all the local delicacies and like Mm -hmm. traditional foods in each place that we visit so that's um that's what we're doing in Mexico and yeah, and I think, well, what we're kind of in the midst of doing right now is um, preparing for Deepavali, which is coming up in a couple of weeks on the yeah. 4th of November. 4th of November. So tell us about Deepavali. Is that like Diwali? <laughs> well, yes, it is. <laughs> Deepavali and Diwali are both the same thing, like the different names for the same thing. So Deepavali or Diwali. Um, is the Indian festival of lights. It's uh, a festival, a Hindu festival that originated in India. And um, it has different names because India is a huge country Mm. also (laughs) with lots of different languages. And depending Mm -hmm. on who you ask, they might pronounce it a slightly different way, but essentially it is uh, the festival of lights. Okay. What does it mean and like signify the festival of lights? So the Festival of Lights, uh, there are a few stories, myths associated with <laughs> with this holiday, like every other holiday, right? Yeah. <laughs> but in my family, um, well, I was, I was, so my family is Hindu um, and I'm ethnically Indian, um, but I grew up in Singapore and my family is Singaporean and everything, but we still <laughs> observe all the traditions and cultures of um, our family or our ancestors sure. back in India. So 
The story that I was told about Deepavali when I was growing up is that it is the story of the triumph of light over darkness, like most mm. of these religious festivals. So sure. what the story is, is that in India a long, 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 long time ago, there was a village and this village was being terrorized by a demon, right? Mm. So a demon was terrorizing this village and as a result of the demon terrorizing the villagers, like there was darkness, like people were in, living in fear and they put out all the lights in their homes because uh, they didn't want the demon to find them and eat them or kill them or whatever the demon was doing to them. Sure. So they lived in darkness and it was a time of fear. And so in this time of darkness, the villagers started praying to Lord Vishnu to come and save them. And so he descended to earth to fight off this demon. And after the demon was vanquished, people celebrated by lighting up lots and lots of can not candles, uh, lamps mm. to celebrate the victory of Vishnu over the demon and to celebrate the triumph of light over darkness. Okay. And yeah, so this is one of the stories. If you ask sure. other people, there are other stories related to Deepavali. And I think one of the other stories is also related to Vishnu. One of his avatars, uh, his incarnations, um, returns from a 14-year penance in the forest. So as he returns, like his, his people, he's actually a king, but he was banished to the forest for 14 years. And as he returns, like people light his way with lamps. And this is also part of the reason why it's called the Festival of Lights. So yeah, it's basically like a feel-good celebration for, yeah. where people like celebrate being, you know, alive and being happy and being like there being light and justice in the world is compared to darkness and injustice. So yeah, that's that's what Deep Valley is all about. Yeah. So how do you celebrate? Uh, so in my family uh, back in Singapore, what we would do is early in the morning before the sun rises, um, in the darkness so of course like family traditions vary from family to family of course from different like parts of India and like ancestors traditions and all of that good stuff so in my family particularly we <clears throat> observe this um, prayer before the sun rises we do like a little prayer and offering to the demon actually <laughs> early mm, in the morning interesting because, okay yeah in the darkness we do the prayer for an offering for the demon uh, as a way of like giving thanks because without the darkness we would not have known the light oh so, I would not have thought of that way okay yeah so I mean like people are quick to demonize <laughs> evil things or bad things but sure like that also like gives us appreciation for the good things that we have so yeah. this is a way of like recognizing that like yes okay yes some bad mm -hmm. things happened but like thanks to this demon like we can celebrate that Lord mm. Vishnu came to earth and saved us all and yeah. there was light again so uh, we do a little prayer before dawn to the demon and then um, after that we take a shower and we get dressed in brand new clothes okay <laughs> and yeah we do a little prayer in our in our family altar at home mm -hmm. and then after that we have breakfast and then we go to the temple to okay. pray to lord vishnu and give thanks and all of that 
and after that it's the, the day continues with lots and lots of celebrations with family and friends we go over to our grandparents place and like you know celebrate with them big meal big feasts mm -hmm. lots of food lots of eating it's a time of like hanging out with your family and friends and just chilling out relaxing mm -hmm. you know eating laughing yeah. drinking merry sure. making all Always. of that good yep. stuff do you have so, a favorite yeah. food Ooh, that's so difficult i think my favorite food would be biryani which is a rice-based dish i don't even know how to explain it it's a spiced uh meat and rice okay. dish i it think sounds you should look it up it's, it's amazing <laughs> i'll have to look that up um do you have favorite traditions with the festival or just enjoy the family time uh favorite traditions um i think it's just like when i'm back in singapore like we we visit like my many different aunts and uncles families mm -hmm. <clears throat> so like there's like a routine of like okay and the afternoon we go to grandma's place for lunch and then we go to this aunt's house for tea and then we go to this uncle's <laughs> house for a second tea and then we go to this uncle's house for dinner and then after that we go to this uncle's house for like till the night end sure <laughs> so it's it's always just really great to catch up with my cousins and mm -hmm. so I have like a really huge family like in I would say like my immediate family would be like 50 people easily oh, wow. mm -hmm. so it's hard to like for everybody to get together so Deepali sure. is one of the times that we actually like get together and hang out and like mm -hmm. chit chat and just catch up with each other so that's really nice and of course everybody's like dressed to the nines and looks sure. amazing so there's lots yeah. of like taking up pictures and looking mm -hmm. beautiful and you know just feeling really like good about everything and it, it just makes it's, me like it puts me in a great mood yeah it sounds super fun <laughs> it is <laughs> how do you celebrate when you're in Mexico then away from your family is it hard to be away from them uh yeah it's it's a little bit harder to kind of like partake in that kind of festive atmosphere but thanks mm -hmm. to like video calls and stuff like we manage but uh so what we did last year was we got dressed in our mm -hmm. new clothes and we invited some family like my partner's family and some friends over to have a meal and you know just sharing a little bit of the tradition mm -hmm. of you know sharing food and yeah. talking and having a good time together like even though sure. I'm not with my family back there like it's my family here so yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. and yeah. they were also happy to like uh learn a little bit about the pavilion we'd also decorated the house a little bit <laughs> sure that's cool that <laughs> they joined in celebrating with you mm -hmm. yeah it was it was really beautiful and I really I was really happy to share with that and I think we're going to do that again this year oh cool very cool so as like a Christian woman, how can I honor you and your traditions well? That's a great question. Um, I think it, it, it all comes down to being respectful and approaching with curiosity and not, you know, fear, right? Sure. Like, I think we often like uh, feel quite fearful or afraid of things that we don't understand or don't know about. And we may think like, oh no, what are they doing? This is really mm -hmm. weird. And, uncomfortable but I think if we just like if you have the chance to have a conversation with someone who celebrates Deepavali or any other mm -hmm. celebration or, or festivity that you don't know about or understand like maybe just ask them about it and I'm sure they will be really happy to share about this <laughs> because 
I feel like at the end of the day, what we all want to do as humans is share our traditions, our cultures, our beliefs yeah. and with others. And also, I think at the end of the day, like a lot of it is at the base, all very similar, like light over darkness, you know, mm-hmm. happiness and joy and, you know, being together with family and friends and sharing and all that kind of good stuff. So I think yeah just just by approaching with curious curiosity and asking mm-hmm. questions from a place of wanting to learn and wanting to know more and I think like people will be more than happy to share because it's not often that like people take an interest in other people's cultures or traditions yeah so yeah it's, it's always nice to <laughs> to share yeah I love learning about different cultures and different traditions so it's always fun to get to hear And you're right. There are a lot of similar themes of light over darkness and happiness and joy and being respectful of other people. So it's cool to pull out those similarities instead of just focusing on the differences. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, like you might have different names for people or things or, you know, yeah. like on the surface, it can seem very different, but Mm -hmm. ultimately I think we're all the same and we all like just generally want to be loved and respected and appreciated for ourselves and who we are and what we believe. So yeah, there's definitely a lot of common ground. So if we want to mm-hmm. learn more about Deepavali, where can we find that information? No idea. Okay, cool. <laughs> but I think, I think like the internet is a great place to look up all kinds of information. Just start Googling like Deepavali and Wikipedia is like a treasure trove of information. And then like, follow the links there and like they often linked out to like lots of websites where you can learn more and that like that are maybe more not not respected (laughs) but like are maybe like more of an authority on the on the topic and yeah if you're interested in finding Mm -hmm. out like there's lots of information available out there yeah Um, yeah, feel free yeah. to also reach out to me. And <laughs> if you're interested in more information, I can share yeah. with you more about like the stuff that my family does. Of course, sure. like, every family is different. So <laughs> sure. So where can we find you online if we want to reach out? Uh, you can check out my website, uh, crunchranjani.com. Um, and that's mostly where I post my stuff related to work, which is uh, yeah, I'm a content creator for health and wellness professionals. So you can find me there and I'm posting stuff about uh, content creation and writing blogs and writing content in general for, you know, for, for your website and stuff. Sure. Uh, but yeah, you can find my email there. You can schedule a chat. You can, yeah, reach out to me. I'm also available on Instagram and Facebook, Crunchtini okay. on Instagram and crunch Brendany content on Facebook. So perfect. You can check me out. Awesome. We will link to all of those in the show notes as well. Thank you. Yeah. And another place that we can chat is look at your own life. Who do you know in your own life who might be celebrating Deepavali or Diwali and can share a little bit about what they're doing. So what have I not asked you that you want to share about? I would also encourage people to like read more about Singapore. Singapore is like Mm. a fascinating place. Um, I don't think a lot of people are familiar with Singapore apart from the fact that like its economy is really good and sometimes Mm -hmm. people tell me things like oh Singapore's the country that like did really well along with South Korea and Japan and Taiwan during the 80s (laughs) and that's true but yeah I think Singapore is like a really interesting country because of how 
culturally diverse it is. So Singapore is um, a really small country, but there are four, there are three main ethnic groups of people that kind of live cohesively in the same space. And it's mm -hmm. a kind of interesting um, situation because you have like ethnic Chinese people, ethnic okay. Malays, and ethnic Indian people who are all just okay. kind of living together. And yeah. because we live together in all this, in this really small country, like there's a lot of overlap of our traditions and um, the food has become an amazing reflection oh, of this. <laughs> yes. So um, I guess if you have the chance to drop by Singapore and eat some of the food, mm. I would highly recommend it because I think the, Singaporean food is like food from nowhere else in the world. Like maybe Malaysia sure. compares to Singapore in terms of food, but like the food is just amazing and it's a great, uh, yeah. I haven't met anybody who doesn't like food from Singapore. So if you're into food, <laughs> <laughs> I like and food. I think, Let's go. I think a great way of like learning about a country or a, or a culture is to try its food. So yes. Yeah. Definitely. Know, it's one of the recommendations. I love it. It's one of the beauties of traveling. And to be honest, it's one of the hardships of traveling. Cause you're like, I've had a really good empanada. This one that I'm eating here is just not the same, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. And, um, yeah, that's something that we're, we're like, I'm trying to do here in Mexico in my tiny little town is well, Singapore, Jalapa is a really small, fairly small town. So there's not a lot of, um, international cuisine available. So what I've been doing and with my partners, we've been, we've been cooking a lot of food from Singapore and mm. we've been inviting people over to try our food because we love sharing our food and culture with people. Yeah. And we think that like more people need to be able to try this food. So, mm -hmm. you know, I love cooking also. So that helps <laughs> too. <been> experimenting <laughs> with that. Yeah. And, <laughs> That's yeah. so fun. That's so fun. I love it when, especially my friends who are from other countries will cook something that's more like their home country's food for me. I do have one friend who's from India and she's like, I can cook whatever I want for Katie. Cause she's never had real Indian food. And if it doesn't turn out, I'm going to be the only one who knows. And I'm like, that's fine. You can, I can be the Guinea pig. Cause everything you cook for me has been delicious. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of adopt the same kind of um, approach here. Like I try to recreate food from Singapore here and sometimes mm -hmm. it sometimes it's like on point and it tastes amazing yeah. but of course like some of the ingredients are like impossible to get so yes. you just kind of make do and then it's kind of like ah Singaporean food with a Mexican twist <laughs> <laughs> that actually sounds delicious <laughs> it is really good if you come by Jalapa you are more than welcome to have a meal at our home oh well thank you I would love that <laughs> one fun question for you Crunch if you could be, I mean, all the rest of them have been fun too, right? But one that's kind of off topic. Um, if you could be any inanimate object, what would you be and why? A pair of my shoes. Ooh. Because, yeah, <laughs> they've been all around the world. I love that. <laughs> and they're going more places. <laughs> Perfect. So, yeah. I love that. That's so awesome. Well, thank you so much for your time tonight. Thank you for educating us on Deepavali and on Singapore. And I have learned so much and I know that others have learned as well. Thank you so much for the opportunity. It was great chatting with you, Katie. And yeah.
Getting to talk to people like Crunch is one of my favorite things about hosting the podcast that I host. Because I love getting to hear different stories. Getting to hear what brought people to where they are. Getting to hear the Mexican dogs in the background. And getting to hear her talk about how there are a lot of common aspects of different cultures, different religions, different people groups. There are also a lot of differences. But what does it look like to focus on the common ground instead of the differences? What really stuck out to me was Crunch's point about how without the darkness, there would be no light. That's a commonality that we Christians share with our Hindu brothers and sisters. Because we can thank God for the darkness, for the hardships, for the hard things that are happening. I just finished reading The Hiding Place by Corey Ten Boom. And in it, Corey and her sister Betsy are in a concentration camp in Nazi Germany. They're Christians who are being punished for helping Jewish brothers and sisters. And Betsy wants to thank God for everything. And she goes even to thank God for the fleas in their bunk room. And Corey's like, that is way too far. I am not thanking God for fleas. And what they later found out is that because the flea infestation in the bunk room was so bad, the Nazis didn't want to go in there. And so... Corey and Betsy and the prisoners had, for lack of a better term, a little bit of freedom, as much as you can get in a concentration camp, when they were in the bunk room. They were able to read scripture quietly and translate it through multiple languages because of the fleas. And so as awful as I'm sure the fleas were, and as awful as we know concentration camps were, Betsy was still able to thank God for the fleas. And so I don't know what darkness looks like in your life, what fleas look like in your life right now, but I think that we can learn both from Corey Ten Boom and from Crunch of what does it look like to recognize that without the darkness, without the fleas, there would be no light. My prayer for you this week is that you can find the light and that you can find the strength to thank God for the darkness. Be blessed, my friend. Know that you are loved. Know that you matter. Know that you are cared for. Know that you are seen and noticed. We will see you again in two weeks. Bye-bye.